Welcome to It's Not a Man's World podcast. This podcast is all about exploring how men deal with relationships in the modern world, from that initial message or hello to developing a blossoming romance, all the way down to the times of old sheer lust and desire. This one very much focusing on that, you naughty people. The voices you'll hear come from, let's say, different measurements of the love thermometer. I'm Dan and I've been pretty much in relationships for the last 13 years. I've had my fair share of good and bad experiences along the way, like a lot of us have. I'm joined by my old university flatmate, Tom. I've known him for over 10 years and he's currently facing the challenge of the ever-changing dating world. He, as we know by now, would regard himself as properly single. Right now, during these strange times, uh, we've all lost track of what day it is. We've certainly all lost track of what the date is as well tom let me explain a date to you um so how dates work is is two people go out they have fun they get to know each other they can sometimes end with a cry and a wank like how, how you not often end your night but um but they're, they're, when two people go out <laughs> mate <laughs> oh dear you uh, uh you know what for the first time i'm kind of speechless on one of these that that was superb. The only dates I recognise at the moment are Monday to Friday when I've got to work from home. The uh, the Saturdays and Sundays just turn into absolute chaos. How are you getting on, pal? Yeah, yeah, good mate. It's um, it's week two, is it now, of yeah. everyone being in isolation? Uh, so I guess it's, it'll be week three by the time this goes out. So plowing through, mate. I'm uh, I'm glad I've got things to do to keep me occupied. How about you? Yeah. I'm okay, mate. I've had a pretty busy week, but it's good that we're able to uh, record another podcast despite not being able to see you. It's a bit weird not seeing you the other side of another side of the desk as we record it. But but technology allows us to have a have a chat. And if anyone wants to listen to it, their fault. Um, <laughs> what I want to start with because of course we spoke about um, uh, Love Is Blind, that show that that was launched yes. in America and obviously was on Netflix. Um, have you seen that the UK have made a response to it? No, no, I haven't. I haven't. Tell me more. Tell me more. So there's a show that is on Channel 4 at this moment in time. I implore for anyone to go watch it. Five guys a week. Have you oh, heard is about that this? What it is? is that what it is? So woman has five guys come and yeah. live with her for a week. And then as the week goes on, she whittles it down to the person that she would like potentially get into a relationship with. But they end up going now. It's very, very strange. As of so far, there's a couple of weeks. I don't think any of the relationships, you know, the the finalists, the the guy and the girl have actually ended up getting into a relationship. So I don't think the show's got a great strike rate, success rate at this moment in time. But it's a really interesting, bizarre watch. Well, what a shock that no one's made a success of uh, having a date night for one night and then another person coming into their relationship a day later. I was, I was, I was, I was going to ask quickly, um, do, they, do they actually sleep together in the same bed on this or do they literally just leave the door at midnight and then someone else comes in? No, it's, it's, they don't, they like, the, the guys will sleep in other rooms, but it's just uh, about okay. like getting to know each other. Uh, but like the first week she was making out with one of the guys on a night out in front of like the other three of the other guys. Oh, was, right. Okay. I'm I'm waiting for the week that it all just turns into a one massive orgy. Uh, <laughs> Sound sounds suitable for Channel Four. Yeah, after nine p.m. It's fine. It's well, the watershed. Yeah, anything goes past the watershed. Clearly, off the back of Celebrity Bake Off. So say say about that what you will. <laughs> 
Uh, we, we should say before before things dramatically changed and before we were all put into lockdown and uh, told to social distance and told to um, to put our kind of our our health first and, and not go out really and pubs and clubs and all means of entertainment <laughs> effectively feel like they've been yeah. closed down. Uh, strip clubs for me, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I know you you drop a few dollars in them over the week, especially on a on a Tuesday night, which is uh, which is strange. Some would say surely they haven't got their uh, roster of ladies on on a Tuesday night. But Tom, you like it anyway. Yeah, it's two for Tuesdays, mate. <laughs> you put you put a fiver in, you get two dances. What a result! Uh, we had a, a a social, didn't we? We had a it's not we a did. man's world podcast social night out at Kiss Tree. Yourself, myself, and the girlfriend. I know, I know. It was a fun, fun, fun old evening. What did you think of the... It was uh, at Kistory at the O2 Arena in London. Uh, lots of old school and a bit of Nelly. Who else did we see? Shaggy. I know you enjoyed watching. Who did you, who did you particularly enjoy watching? First of all, can I, can I put on record that the girlfriend didn't have any gins that night? So that was quite a shock to me. She drank uh, enough wine, trust me. <laughs> But in terms of acts that we saw, I would have to say Blue Cantrell stood wow. out for me. You know, I mean, Blue Cantrell's clearly eaten quite a bit since the old yeah, Blue Cantrell days. <laughs> Blue Cantrell has eaten Blue Cantrell. What was that? That was incredible. I've got, to, I've got to say, the voice wasn't quite you. How how would you describe her? When she came on stage, I thought, no, that's not Blue Cantrell. And then she started singing and thought, oh, yeah, that actually is Blue Cantrell. But she looks very, very different. Like, compared to a lot of the artists there that night, you had um, Maya, Nelly. They look pretty much the same from 15 years ago, which is scary how good they still look, considering they were pop stars back in the day. But Blue Cantrell looks like she's she's been through a bit. Well, it looks like quite a lot of food as well, judging by uh, by how she was on stage. But uh, the only the only thing I recognised genuinely from her was was her voice. It, it's worked out quite because we also saw Salt and Pepper play oh, that you? night. Yeah, yeah. It's worked out quite well for the theme and focus of our podcast. I hope you can hear this. Let's talk about sex. I think we still did arguably a, a not a better version than Salt and Pepper when we first uh, recorded it uh, a couple of weeks ago before uh, everything happened and when we were first planned to do this podcast. But I think we did a I think we did a good, did a good job. This week's focus is is the first time with a new person, a person you care about. It's about sex, Maybe. or rather. A rather taboo subject, Tom Taylor. Yeah, it is. That that well, that first time is an important time, isn't it? I would but, say. But it's important to say that, that we're talking about when it's not just another notch, not just another notch uh, on your bedpost, when you're wanting it to become a little more serious. So I guess the, the, the first interesting one is, is that debate of when's the right time to initiate a first time with someone still re- reasonably fresh and new in your life is there a right time anymore there was a, of course the old 
romantic kind of or old-fashioned maybe three-date rule. What do you think on this one, mate? Is that is that a thing anymore? I don't, I don't think it's a thing anymore, mate, to be honest. I think most people just gauge and perceive the other person in that sort of situation. I think I, I don't think it matters anymore. Like, obviously, it seems like in the old days, you'd go three, four, five dates, maybe a couple of months before you uh, you did anything. But nowadays, I think with the, with the world that it is and we've got modern dating apps, literally some people were... Are a bit peed off as it doesn't happen on the first date which is which is quite something but yeah in terms of a right time i think it literally just depends on the people if if they're comfortable and they're safe go for it if if you have to wait a bit longer you have to wait a bit longer it's literally not the end of the world as we're currently proving sitting indoors for a month it, it does feel like it, that we live in a world that everything is on fast forward i mean girls are yeah. desperately hoping that the guy doesn't hit the fast forward button at the wrong time What what I I would say as well, Dan, is you don't have to go into like full banging straight away. There there is, there is, you can do bits before you, uh, before you go into. Right. Explain this phrase to me, do bits. I I mean, I I get, I I know what it means, but uh, uh, you're you're not a 14 year old child. So you shouldn't be saying. (laughs) I mean, I mean, some people, some people would argue that I am, Dan Wendell. But um, yeah, in terms of doing bits, it's like, like the old school first, second, third, fourth base, isn't it? In baseball, you uh, you just warm up to the the main event by doing a few side acts. If I'm, I'm being very polite tonight for some reason. Yeah. I could just say, you know, hand job, blow job, you know, get your head in there somewhere. Um, but no, let's be polite. Let's let's do lovey huggy kissy things before we do penetratory things. Penetratory things and the phrase "get your head in there." Is one that I never, <laughs> that I am never going to forget, or I'm certainly not going to forget for some time. Right, mate. See how it works. Tom Taylor is busy doing bits, getting his head in there. Uh, the, the the point is, do you play it safe when it comes to a first time with someone that you've obviously invested some time in? You there's an emotional connection there. I, I make the point because. Somebody that heads into to a new relationship will have spent a period. I'll describe. I'll say. I'll call it out in the wilderness, and out in the wilderness in that sea of one night stands and making mistakes and trying to get yourself out of certain situations. Tom Taylor, you learn things. You pick up <laughs> tricks of the trade. <laughs> tricks of the trade. It sounds like I'm a I'm a plasterer about to. Uh quite literally plaster someone i mean you, you could certainly cover the walls um <laughs> out there do do you take those things you've learned and try and and show off the first time around or is it about getting the proverbial job done when you're talking about like showing the tricks you like getting something on the top of your knob and juggling it going <laughs> uh, look look Look, this could be inside you soon. <laughs> I'm saying that you in different positions and different things you'd have learned. You'd have you'd have learned what you were good at, arguably, and things you weren't that's, good at. That's I'm, a good point. I think I think you'd go for the um, the all out show. Obviously, feedback from previous sexual encounters, figuring out what sort of works, what sort of doesn't. You'd you'd, you'd probably pull out all the guns on the first show, just to uh, just to impress and hopefully get some enjoyment from the other person. 
I certainly hope you pull out something. Um, <laughs> I would just say that I would argue, and people can correct us. They know all the all the uh, the ways to get in touch. They know how they should get in touch. We want to hear from people. Uh, as always, you can either email us. It's not a man's world podcast at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at not a man's podcast. I would argue, Tom, that somebody that you're growing to really like their company, wanting to be maybe a little more serious with, you're not conducting yourself in the same way, let's say, as someone that you're just wanting to have a little bit of fun with, mess around with somebody. Let's be frank and honest, the world we live in nowadays, society, you're probably not planning to see much moving forward you, you do things differently don't you? you show them respect you want to build a trust yeah. and i would argue that there's some sex moves when you, you know for example it's probably not the time to try and balance on your head <laughs> uh, can you just sit on my head for this one please love okay. yeah completely agree with you i think you've hit the nail on the head there i mean most people nowadays will go out if they if they want to have a shag they'll go and find someone and just do the deed have a few drinks and get it over and done with but when it's someone you care about you're gonna you're gonna make sure that you do it reasonably well and to the point where it actually helps the relationship because obviously sex is a big deal and if you're both not compatible in terms of the way it goes it could it could make things very awkward and in trying to proceed to the next step which is obviously potentially dating or if you're dating already maybe moving moving it on even more question for you is it not a relationship until you've had sex no no do do whatever you want i i couldn't couldn't care less i mean there's a lot of people out there that don't have sex before marriage the nutters so that's an old adage isn't it that's an old adage sex no sex before marriage i think we live in a, a far different world now don't we yeah yeah we do but there's still a lot of people who stick by that adage. Um, obviously, a majority of people who have a faith that tells them otherwise normally. But yeah, I I, I think nowadays you, you, you can define a relationship however you want, as long as you're both comfortable in it. Or if you're in a freeway, as long as you're all comfortable in it, really, quite frankly. And why stop at three? Let's go four, five, six, seven, the cameraman eight. <laughs> where's the cameraman yeah but I mean, okay if you want two cameramen or camera women <laughs> that's really up to you tom i don't know what you get up to on these tuesday nights when you've got home from the strip club i tell you what the whole family are getting really uncomfortable with me inviting about 10 plus people in to my room when you start to when you start having to write a guest list that's what I, that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> sorry we can't have you, your table reservation not till 8 30 I'm, I'm really sorry tom's just finishing up with uh, with the first six now I mean, my dad's getting pretty tough on the door. He's saying no ID, no entry. So, you know, it is it is getting tough out there. Oh, no. Trust me. Your dad take you slip your dad a tenner. He'll let anyone in. Um, <laughs> it, I, I really hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> if the uh, if the um, OK, this is another interesting one. Uh, another one we'd love to hear from people on in all the normal ways on the podcast is if the sex is bad, can you come back from it? Does the quality of sex determine the quality of the relationship. It's, how big a part is it nowadays? Is it too big a part? I, I, th- I think I think it depends on the individual. I mean, yes, it's important, I think, because if you're going to be with that person for God knows how long, you've got to try and make something right there. You've got to have a, a passion for the person when it comes to, you know, getting on with Rumpy Pumpy. But I, I think you can rescue it if, it if it is bad. I mean most people can be pleasured in a in a certain way it's just a it's just a question of working out that person at times 
I'm just saying it shouldn't matter as much as it seems to now. If you've I, got an I, emotional connection, but there's not quite that you know, that physical that that physical romance or that or that feeling, you know. I think I, I don't know. I was going to say there's I think there's a lot of pressure on social media nowadays because everyone is so instant and reactionary with the way they post on online about anything. The most most shocking things in life are death, violence, and sex. So naturally, anyone who talks about sex online is going to create a reaction. And most of the time it's about, oh, yeah, I've got this great flange or I've got this great penis, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So that, I think, does stimulate people to think, oh, God, I've got to get good sex like this person. I've got to have it like this person. And that puts a lot of pressure on everyone, not just, you know, these people who claim to have the best sex in the world. It puts pressure on Joe Bloggs just trying to find someone and they think, oh, well, if I don't have the most amazing sex with this person, they're not for me. I don't think it works like that. I think you've just got to get to know each other. And hopefully, you know, you do find that sort of chemical chemistry reaction. Chemical but, yeah. chemistry. I don't know. I don't know why I said chemical chemistry. I also, that's that's can, terrible alliteration. Can I ask, Tom, where you go on the Internet for people to say, I've got a great flange. <laughs> You don't want to know that answer, Dan Wendell. <laughs> you really don't. Oh, the you, you open up Pandora's box. Uh, I'd love to open Pandora's box. No, 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 trust me. She doesn't want to open Tom's tunnel, that's for sure. <laughs> it's a tunnel of love. We want to continue to hear from you, you and your thoughts on, on this subject and anything we've discussed on the podcast in the last bunch of weeks. We want to hear your stories. We want to hear how you're spending this time locked up in your flat. How are you keeping your dating game going? Feel free to get in touch in all the normal ways. Either email it's not a man's world podcast at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at not a man's podcast. Time for another opinion now, another perspective on this big subject. A couple of weeks into quarantine life in our flat. Uh, and Tom, trust me, romance is not dead in this flat between me and the girlfriend. Great news. A treat the other day. She turned around to me and went, you know what? I'm going to have a wash. And I went, <laughs> good times. Good times rolling. <laughs> I can't believe the amount of people oh, I wow. spoke to when they've gone, I haven't washed in three days. It's just the world we live in at this moment in time. I, I, that, look, I've got nothing wrong with that, but it's just the fact that the girlfriend's gone. I'm having a wash. It's time. <laughs> anyway, time for her opinion. Here she is, the girlfriend. So the sex has got to be decent. Like, it's got to be good enough for you to want to stay, I'd say. It's not all about sex, let's be honest. It really, like, it's not. The start of a relationship, there's more lust than love. Like, you are falling in love, but it's all about the lust. You know, the chase and the butterflies and all the cliched terms. It's all about that. So I think sex at the start, you're having it loads more as well. So that's really important. You just want to be compatible on all levels. And sex is one of those levels. I don't necessarily think it's a be all and end all. Later on, it certainly isn't. I think if you're in a developed relationship, it is more about your connection. Like your mental connection rather than your physical connection. So first time, I'd say play it safe at first. A little bit safe. 
you don't want to freak people out. You don't want to fucking bring out the whips and stuff. Not that you would. Some people might, but I think, yeah, safe is better at first because you need to tread carefully. You need to find out what each other's likes and dislikes are. Um, you need to, you know, sort of navigate it together, really. Yeah, build up that trust and, yeah, gaining that person's trust is a massive thing. Like, especially for me, from experience, for myself, obviously I won't delve too much into it, but I'd always want to be with someone I'd already had a level of communication and trust with, so I knew, you know, that they weren't going to have sex with me and just leave. Like, I'm not a one-night stand kind of person, like, just let you know but I do think you need to build up a rapport with someone and have that level of trust before you do like give yourself away to them that's not to say I disagree with one night stands like you can have as many one night stands as you want go for it but I'm just not that kind of person and whenever I was dating someone I'd always want a little bit of time before I'd have sex with them I think Dan was probably yeah the exception though that was earlier on than I usually gave myself like I always had a free date rule but I think sometimes like the rule for sex is there are no rules Dan yeah he kind of rude me I'd say we were quite long distance well you know Portsmouth London so there was a lot of like back and forth messaging and hints and <laughs> stuff like that so yeah he kind of wooed me and the first night we did, the first time we did it, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was good. There was a lot of laughter, but that's just because <laughs> we, were, we were in a hotel room and we had two single what beds. What are you doing? I don't know. Dan was the exception. You heard it there, Tom. Uh, <laughs> and I've, I must admit, for the first time recording with the girlfriend for this podcast, it's the first time I've had to interject because she was going to give the bare details of the first time we slept together, which I felt, I don't know. I'm not sure if I wanted that on a podcast that goes out <laughs> into, the, into, the, uh, into the, the big wide world. Was, was, was the girlfriend about to give away your tricks? Is that what you were afraid of? Or the lack of tricks. I think that's what I was, I was <laughs> most afraid of. Um, interesting point there a couple of interesting ones as always from the girlfriend great to hear her point of view uh, firstly save the whips for the second time you sleep together fair fair reasonable point but about gaining someone's trust and you're in this together and if it, if you're both wanting it to be pretty serious it's about exactly that isn't it it's about you know wanting to be uh, honest with each other uh, wanting to be upfront with each other wanting to enjoy the experience the experience, this hugely personal experience together, but just knowing that it can be quite a difficult proce- process. I don't like the word process, but difficult <laughs> for some people. And you've got to, if you're going to be open and, and, and put yourself out there and do do exactly this, do have sex with someone. You've got to, you've got to trust them implicitly, haven't you? There's not enough of that nowadays, is there? Absolutely agree. Yeah, there, a, a lot of people are quite rightly obviously a bit sensitive and a bit cautious when it comes to letting themselves to leave themselves exposed physically for sex so yeah i i completely agree most people out there are decent people and will want to ensure the trust of the other person and also know that they they can trust that person to to let themselves go and and have sex for the first time i think that's a hugely important thing obviously 
going back to my point previously about the world that we live in and social media and it's all about sex 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 that can put extended pressure on people to perhaps force it a bit earlier than it should be but at the same time if you're in a comfortable enough early relationship or developing a blossoming relationship then you both should feel comfortable enough to to engage in some sort of activity when you feel feel the right time to do so or to try and break the headboard no wouldn't recommend that to anyone um time for uh, dear dumbass tom uh, this is when we give our advice on some rather edgy rather different love dilemmas anything caught your eye this week yeah yeah something has indeed and it's pretty closely to related to what we've been talking about dear dumbass i think my boyfriend is just using me to get through this crisis should i dump him for an old flame wow okay okay crisis there you I mean, go i mean not quite uh, an outbreak of COVID-19 crisis, but certainly a crisis. My boyfriend and I had an instant connection and the sex is amazing. But another guy I met and slept with around the same time is now back on the scene. Now I can't make up my mind who I want. This this woman is facing a real dilemma, isn't she? This this is a sex triangle down window. <laughs> right. The only thing worse than a sex triangle, what is it? No, you tell me. A sex rectangle. <laughs> Pretty obvious, isn't it? I thought you were going to say, like, sex rhombus. I mean, that would be really awkward. Carry on. I'm 27 and my boyfriend is 37. It took a while for him to commit because he couldn't make his mind up about what he wanted. He stood me up a few times but claimed he'd forgotten our dates. Meanwhile, I met this other guy and we had sex a couple of times. He's 26 and we got on great. But he was about to go travelling, so I knew nothing would develop between us then. Carried on seeing my boyfriend and moved in with him after a few months. We got engaged and he talked... Oh, wow. Got engaged. We got engaged and he talked me into giving up a lovely flat I'd been renting in order to be with him. But then he dumped me after a year, kicked me out and left me homeless. Blimey, this is getting deep. He sounds like a keeper, doesn't he? Jesus. I mean, he's he's 37, so he's, um, he's... He's borderline Tom Taylor issues. Oh, oh, so he's been a twat for a while then. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, clearly. (laughs) I moved in with my parents and felt broken. My boyfriend agreed to try again and we've seen each other on and off this past year, but he's never committed or even seemed bothered at times. He used to have an exciting job involving lots of travel before coronavirus put a stop to that. Now he's suddenly saying he loves me and wants me to live with him again. I do love him, but I wonder if he's using me as a comfort blanket to get through this tough time and it will all be off as soon as restrictions are lifted. To complicate it all, the other guy has come back home and looks me up. I would say that she deserves a lot better than this 37-year-old uh, ball sack. So I, I, would, <laughs> I, I, would, uh, I would let him um, have, be rather lonely during this COVID-19 crisis. The only company that he should get is his, is his hand. Um, <laughs> But but the issue she's facing is, is she's also been really, uh, she's been hurt previously. But the, but the element of, especially while she's not happy, is there's always the, there's always the thinking of, oh, what about someone else? Uh, there's always that, is the grass greener on the other side? Yeah. And, and I would say, actually, maybe what she needs more right now is just some time by herself. She doesn't want to rush into something else. Just because this new guy that she got on quite well with has come come galloping back onto the scene doesn't necessarily mean that he will be any better for her than than this current guy is. I think she's 
she probably needs to spend some time by herself and get her thoughts together. And if she's got a, a safe place to go and to spend this difficult time, uncertain time with, like to go back to the parents, I think ideally that's what she should do. Um, and then let you know time pass. And then if she still is in a place where she wants to meet up with this this guy that she got on quite well with, I go that way. But I think I don't know about you, but I think the first, the, I think the one thing she definitely needs to do is is go and uh, tell this this guy she's with right now to go do one. Yeah, this guy seems like a bit of a waste man, to be honest. I mean, he's 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 thirty seven and he's up and down like a yo yo. One minute he loves her, next minute he doesn't. I think I think what she said about potentially her being a comfort blanket is probably spot on the money. He clearly obviously doesn't feel enough to stay true to her. So I think this is a very, very difficult situation because clearly she loves him, but I don't think it's the other way around. And I think your advice is spot on. Maybe just go away and have some time to yourself and then see how things progress potentially with the other, the other man in the sex triangle. If you've got family to support you, this feels like the best time to go and have some time to yourself. Agree. If there's people there, but only if there's people there to give you company to make sure that you don't feel isolated, you know, truly isolated by yourself, without friends to contact, without family to contact. If there's support there and you somewhere you can go that you'll feel safe, uh, you'll be able to look after yourself. Then I would go. I would go right now, uh, the first opportunity, because you don't need to be treated as poorly as you are right now. Oh, I think we've done. Well, I think we've done a good job with that. Amen, Dan Wendell. A bloody men. That was spot on the money. I think. What have we learned this week, pal? Well, we've learned a number of things. I think first of all, you should take your own time when it comes to making the first move. Alice, sexy, sexy time. Whenever you both feel comfortable, of course. You know, you've got to build that trust. I think that's hugely important. And we've also um, we've also figured out not to go out with thirty-seven-year-olds who blow hot and cold. Absolutely. And also that you, one of your hot words on Google, one of your most searched words on Google, apparently, flange. <laughs> Who doesn't love a flange? I love a flan. Oh, yeah. 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 Flans are good. But with a G and an E on the end, they're, they're quite special. A dirty mind. A dirty, dirty <laughs> mind. It's important that if you were to have a really good experience first time with a new person that you're hoping that you'll be able to spend more time with that you're hoping this could be the, the guy or the girl that you're going to spend some of your future with got to build trust first before you make that jump uh, and i think it goes without saying tom but bloody stretch first <laughs> <laughs> that you know what that is super important i think give yourself a couple of minutes before you jump onto that bed just a few little warm-ups get the muscles loose and then get cracking limber up we are back <laughs> next friday on Acast, apple Podcasts, and of course we want to hear from you as well uh, you sending your experiences truly do make our day we love reading them during this this uncertain time please email it's not a man's world podcast at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at not a man's podcast tom we'd love to hear from people wouldn't we 100 percent. please get in touch people you've got no excuse you're stuck indoors all day most of you have been furloughed come on get involved drop us a line tell us about what you're doing at home whether it's kinky whether it's sensible and whether it's trusting as well i think that'll be the next sex move that's invented Oh, I met up with that girl last night and I furloughed her brains out. <laughs> what, I gave her 80%? <laughs>
and yeah, and Boris gave her the other twenty. <laughs> oh, thanks for listening. Give us a five star rating. Write your reviews on Apple Podcasts as well. I'd love to hear from you. It would mean a lot if you can continue to share with friends. Now we're back for a few more weeks. If you've enjoyed what we've produced, please share around. And we will definitely see you next week. See ya.